0: Hello, welcome to today's podcast. It's been a while. Well, it's been like two and a half weeks, three weeks. I just was honestly so busy and it's not even that I didn't have things to say. Like I have so much to say. I almost didn't know where to start, but I just miss you guys. I miss talking to you guys. Honestly, podcast is literally my therapy. And it just allows me to like go over the things that I've learned and understood about myself. Recently, I've literally met so many of you guys. Oh my gosh. I've been a little event queen. I've been honestly like just meeting you guys in real life warms up my heart and soul. Like it it really makes it real for me because obviously I'm here just like chatting into my mic in my bloody house, but knowing and like meeting who you guys are, it like, I, I know who I'm talking to. Like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And if I haven't met you, just to let you know that everyone else gives an amazing kind of representation of the community. Like you guys are angels, so I love you all. Anyways, oh my God, where do we begin? Okay, so I think overall, rounding up the last couple of weeks, there has been a lot of highs, a lot. Lots and lots of good things have been happening, but within that, there's been a few lows. And I could potentially say that those lows were quite low. They were quick, they were in and out, but but they were like, like a, deep, a deep low. <laughs> Let's go in with the highs first because then I think it will help us talk about the lows. So the highs, I've had a lot of events where I've met you guys in person, building up my confidence. It's becoming so much more of a natural thing for me. And i just realized how much i love it i've been doing some stuff with meta which is really exciting i'm actually going to be a panelist on an event they have in two days and like it's just crazy and it just shows when you build up your skills and confidence in a particular area more opportunities will be given to you in that area so i went out my way to start doing my like podcast talking slash public speaking Well, basically in public so I did my first event, uh, it was my podcast Anna Archer event with Gymshark. It was about two months ago, I think. And that was my first ever time where I talked in public freely. Like I hadn't prepared anything. It was like a hot mic. It was like I was podcasting right now, but people would ask me questions and it opened up a door of like, oh my gosh, I can speak in front of people. Then I did another event. And then I think it was about a week ago or two weeks ago, I did an event in front of like, not an event, yeah. I spoke in front of 70 people and that was like the largest crowd I've kind of done yet. And then in two days I'm gonna be doing like a panel talk with Meta. So it's just like, because I, in my own journey, you know, increased my confidence in public speaking, I'm now getting invited by companies like to do it. Like, it's just kind of crazy. So that's another good thing. Also, I've been invited to the Barbie premiere next week and I'm actually gonna go. So I have basically a Gymshark shoot next week and it landed on the same day. And like the timings overlapped, but I went to Gymshark and I was like, "Um, I really wanna do this Barbie premiere. (laughs) Like, please, can I like, maybe like cut the shoot short or something? They're like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like they want me to go and everything. So that's like definitely a tiny bit out of my comfort zone. Like I kid you not, the last time I did that was two years ago. I went to my first premiere and it was like hard, like you had to wear a dress, a heels, like that's so not me. But also like, I also don't wanna like cap myself and say that that's not me anymore. Like I kind of wanna go into this premiere saying, yes, I can walk a pink carpet, cause it's Barbie. No red carpet, it's all pink carpet here. But like, I, I, I don't wanna have any limiting beliefs over what I can and can't do. So I'm gonna go to the premiere to increase my confidence. I don't know whether I'm gonna get my makeup done. I just don't know what's gonna go on. I'm I'm just gonna go. That's very exciting. I've ordered a dress. I'm hoping it fits me. So that's another exciting thing. And I was invited by Meta too. And then recently had some more shoots. I've definitely increased my confidence in front of the camera. Like for me personally, obviously like we've grown up taking pictures with phones. So like a bit more comfortable taking pictures with phones and overall just felt more comfortable probably over the last year because I've just realized the more natural you can be in front of the camera and smiling, the better. Like not posing actually gets you better pictures Um, and just like literally showing off your smile. But I think when I was put in front of professional cameras with a white backdrop and you've got all the people there and like a photographer, suddenly I felt like I would have to pose seriously or not show my teeth and do like a pout. I don't even know. And I just like, Honestly, like I would get so anxious in front of the camera. I, my hands would be twiddling like crazy. And I found that I'd be more comfortable if they gave me something to do, like a handstand or like lifting something or doing something so I didn't have to think about the pose I was holding. And then this last like couple of weeks when I have had to do like a few shoots, like I've become so much better in front of the cameras. I've realized just like being myself and smiling is okay. And just, I've just relaxed a bit, which is really nice. Um, And one of the photographers that I've been shooting with literally said like, look, these pictures that we get, they're yours. The hundred pictures that you get back doesn't all have to go on the internet. You can pick the couple. And just him saying that was so true. Like not every picture has to be perfect. And. Also to allow yourself to try out new poses and it's okay if they look bad. I think sometimes I would generally just be scared if the photographer saw a picture of me like trying a pose and it looked weird, but really like it's just kept between us. I try what I can do, be myself, and then I get to choose what goes out. So that's very exciting. And I feel like it's such a it's such an odd thing when you want to get good at something, but it's also really something that you find hard. and literally for ages now, I've been like, I wanna get involved in more shoots, like, you know, talking to Gymshark, like, like I want to be involved, but because it's not my strongest thing to almost ask them to be more involved and then turn up and be anxious, it's a very, you know, interesting topic, interesting way to go about it. But it's quite literally just like me getting a bit more practice and doing it every time I'm coming away and I'm feeling more kind of in my place. And I genuinely feel like I can feel it bubbling. And this is what I mean by having a constant vision of where you want to go. Is like, I want to get so comfortable in front of the camera that I am being pulled up for shoots and being like, we want you, like, you know, we can get good shots from you and stuff like that. And it's such an interesting thing because I feel like modeling in itself has this like egotistical kind of, maybe this is my perception of it, of like that egotistical perception of like, oh like it's just i don't even know but it's actually like a really hard thing to do but also i don't think i'm doing it from a perception of like i want to get hot pictures and i want other people to see me in that way i think i am genuinely wanting to do it from a place of thinking i could never do it like i always said to myself, you'll never be a model. Like you're like, like you're so out of your comfort zone. The way that I was so uncomfortable around professional cameras, I generally thought I could never do that. Doesn't matter how like confident I am in myself or if I think I'm pretty, like I generally thought that took a different skill. And also I think those younger mindsets of thinking you had to have a certain body or a certain face or a certain genetics to be a model and really like, no, I I can do it. And so that's why it's like one of my goals just to do from a place of like, I can do anything and I am bound by nothing. <laughs> I feel like that's something that is coming along and soon I will just be a pro. And I think another reason why I have this kind of thing why I wanna be a pro in front of the camera or say pro like just a lot more confident and, whatever is because I feel like it opens me up to more opportunities it's not the fact that I want to be a professional model at all but it is quite a big part of my job in a way and like I could be presented with some sick opportunities like sick opportunities if I know how to be in front of the camera more like I just can like it is generally part of the job and it will just open so many doors for me so that is another thing that's kind of developing and then almost like the last thing I say not the last thing but Another thing that's doing really kind of well at the moment with my work is my actual videos and my TikTok and it's been quite like I like to say 360 but people tell me often say I should say 180 but I still think of 360 because I feel like I've made a whole turnaround, not just a half turnaround. <laughs> but just to like give you a little bit of a timeline me and my TikTok when I started my accounts August the 1st 2020 so we are coming up to three years. I started Instagram and TikTok at the exact same time. And I just started posting both together. My TikToks were going viral. My Instagram posts are doing well. My Instagram was becoming a bit of a hub. And I was almost like getting a lot of reach from my TikTok and it was like going onto my Instagram. And then everyone was being like really loyal followers like on the Instagram, it just created this community. Um, But my TikToks were doing really well, but obviously like I, had my way of like things going viral like i would show off my abs all within a reason yes i was creative yes i did the job well but i'd say now that i've grown from that girl the intentions or like the way that i was kind of doing it like obviously obviously i wouldn't do that now but at the time she was doing her best she was doing all that she knew so then when i went into recovery i really struggled with tiktok and i think overall i just lost my creative spark but also if i do actually think about it I think I started losing my spark a month before recovery too. When I was literally getting so in my head about my body, like it was my worst mental health month of my life. Like not to be too deep right now, but I was literally like, I was bulimic. I was throwing up too many times a day. Not a second went by when I wasn't thinking about food and exercise. Like, oh my God, I just wanna give that girl a hug and say, wow, is there so much more to life? And I think that's when my creative spark really started going down. And so it's a funny thing because yes, my videos are doing well, but they were doing well because previously my videos were doing well. And also like, I was just known as this like ripped girl on the internet. But I think overall, like my actual creative abilities were going down because I had no room in my head. And if that's not like, if that's not something to emphasize to the generation that you do realize if your life is all about your body and your exercise, you are limiting your potential on every other area because you don't have room to think. I didn't have room to think. I didn't have room to be creative. I didn't have room to have happiness or excitement and therefore think of something new and exciting. And so that I would say is like a big part of my journey too. Then obviously I go into recovery. And so not only have, I no longer have this creative spark at the moment, but also I don't have the body to go along with it. I don't have at least what I thought my worth was based on. So I don't actually think. Well, I know that it wasn't about my body, but because that's what I believed, I'm like it was true in a way because I like I. It's just what I believed. So then going into recovery, obviously I took a bit of time off. Like I took a lot of time off. And then going back into it, like my videos honestly were doing well. I was just making my videos again. I was a bit more creative, but also I wasn't doing that well mentally either. Skip along to me living in London when I'm 21. I So that's a year later on from recovery. I actually deleted TikTok and it was quite like, I'm not gonna say a big thing on the internet, but like it was a big thing for kind of my community or my TikTok community and also the brands I was working with. They were a bit like, oh, okay. because like. I literally had 1.2 million followers on TikTok and I'm like, you know, it's a big part of my job and I'm like, bro, I'm gonna delete it. And the reason was, was because I genuinely was not proud of the videos I was making. I was making little trending TikTok videos. It didn't make me feel good. I didn't feel like, yeah, it just wasn't filling up my soul. I was getting mad at myself for not getting like higher views. Like it just, I wasn't in a good place. And so I also just, trying to get more into YouTube. So I kind of just deleted it. I needed a break from it. I also found myself scrolling on it way more than I was creating. So I was like, right, I'm gonna delete it. And then I redownloaded it a few months later, maybe like three months later, and I really did need the break. But I would say literally from the time that I downloaded it up until like three months ago, I was actually, in, I'd probably say a healthy mindset with TikTok. Like I used it as a trial and error app. I knew what I was doing on each other platform, but with TikTok, I was like, one, not I don't care, but like I felt like almost TikTok had messed me around so much, or even just like the algorithm. Like I had no idea. So I was just making anything, whether that was a two second dance video, well, a 10 second dance video, or maybe like a more in depth video. Sometimes I'd be talking, like I would just trial and error so much. And I think in a way that was really good because I, like detached myself from the app. I didn't base my worth on my views. Like it was it was actually quite a healthy thing going on. And then I really wanna like explain this next part. And I think it's quite a cute little um, turnaround. Um, so obviously like TikTok turned into a bit more of like a personalized app. TikTok wanted personality within the videos. They wanted people talking, they wanted people opening up. They wanted not just a 10 second dance video or, you know, a TikTok with just music, like they wanted talking and everything. And obviously mic-tops was becoming quite a thing within the fitness industry in itself. And I did struggle, like, just to have the confidence, not even confidence, but like, even now, I don't really do that many mic-tops in the gym by myself because there's an element of like, I don't normally talk in the gym. And so if I start doing it, I feel like it's acting and like, I also don't like a mic being on me by myself because I'm quite a, I say vocal, but I like talking lots of different ranges. I'll scream, I'll whisper. I'll like speak in so many different ways that when I have a mic, I feel like you have to speak in one tone so that you don't like mess up the audio levels. So I actually prefer if I'm gonna record myself just to not have a mic and in my house, I'll just speak in all my different tones and that's what works. This could potentially just be going on a tangent, but I just felt like I need to explain myself. Then James and I, honestly, one of my best friends, we started making mic'd up videos and they did honestly really well. And guys, like, I can't explain to you what those videos did for me. What I found was obviously James and I, we're really good friends, even in like, in our personal lives. Like way before we started doing these mic'd up videos, we hanged out all the time, like all the time. And so we were very comfortable, we're very comfortable with each other. So, when we started making these mic'd up videos, I found it very easy to be myself and not think about what I was saying. So, suddenly I could start doing mic'd up videos. Suddenly, I could start even just recording myself. Like, normally I would never kind of just like record myself on TikTok in the way that I'm trying to describe. And so, I start doing these mic'd up videos and I start being myself because I'm with James and he allows, like, we're just like friends. So, that part of my personality, like, my true Anna self comes out. And there was a really great reaction online. Like people were like, oh my God, Anna's energy. Like she's funny and in a really beautiful way and not in a way of like, I didn't believe it myself before but just in a way of like, oh, people enjoy watching that online. It gave me the most like rewarding, not even rewarding but like, yes, Anna, you can be completely yourself. And that's what works the best. Any other toned down version won't do as well. And I think if anything, it's a healthy thing to have, to know that the more myself I am online, the better my videos do. That's incredible for me and my journey because it means I will continuously strive to be myself and be all my weird versions of myself. So months go by and James and I, we like occasionally meet up and we would make these videos and I basically started increasing my confidence in front of the camera and I started being more myself. And then it came to a point where like, I recognized this difference between my videos that I was making on my own and the videos that James and I were making. And I was like, why can't I make the videos that James and I make, but by myself, like I want my videos to do well as well. And also I wanna be myself in my videos. And so I started doing it and I kid you not, the first video that I made in like a mic top style without having a mic, like I just record myself on my camera. I was just myself and the videos did really well. And guys, I kid you not, since the moment of me being more myself online, my videos and TikTok have like boomed again. And if anything, I would say on par to when I started my TikTok, like, and when I started my TikTok, I was crazy viral. Like, not even like crazy viral, but for the followers I had, like for the videos I was making, my videos were always doing well. And it's like, I'm back there and it's like a hot, it is a 360. If anything, it's a a 720, like I've done two, three laps, maybe even three laps of the circle and I'm being my most authentic self and it's just so, so rewarding, like genuinely is. And if you can take that, like I know I'm talking a lot about myself right now, if you can just take that along and resonate with any part of that in your own journey, it would be really, really good. And just a little reminder that your best self is your authentic self and so yeah since then I started you know when one video did well I did another video then you know a couple of my videos have reached like a million and then like overall like the average now is so much higher and so I'm just in a really like happy place with it all and it's not that I'm like scared to jinx it because I believe in myself I really do believe in myself and I don't think it's luck I think I I'm just being myself and it's doing well and I don't even want to Like I wanna be confident in the fact that it's gonna continue and I am. And so I can actually say thank you to James to almost showing me that my true self is good enough to be online. So lots of positive stuff, my socials are growing. I feel like my community is more connected than ever. So many good just opportunities coming to me. And then we have the lows. What has come along with that? I think what happened is I hadn't had this level of success in quite at this rate in quite a long time, I think it's slowly built up to this. And now it's quite, it's going like the fastest it's gone for a while. Also doing events, doing shoots, doing premieres, doing like like everything, like meeting you guys. So it, it's actually something I've never done. Like like the the combination of the in real life and online stuff doing well. And the truth is, is that this didn't happen out of nowhere. I have been grinding. Videos don't pop out of thin air. One TikTok vlog that I create can take me five hours. I don't mind that. I love that. Five hours for 1 million views, you've got me in. (laughs) Like I'll take that any day. And I'd rather at the moment make something quality than just quantity. And that's my perception of things at the moment. And I think something that I've mentioned before is, you know, when maybe sometimes you question yourself like, why do I wake up and do this and then do that? And it's the same every day. Sometimes I used to have that, like I'd wake up in the morning and be like, so I'm going to the coffee shop to edit and then I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna do this and do that. And then it only took me like two minutes to be like, no, Anna, the grind that you do today is what allows amazing opportunities in six months to come because the truth is the opportunities that have come recently, it's not like, oh my God, where did these come from? I have no idea. I have absolutely all the idea that came from the last nine months. Like I've been grinding for the last three years, but like I've been on and off, like I've had breaks, fair enough. Lots of mental health journeys, everything. But I have put my foot down, me and my team, me and Alex, we have put our foot down last couple of months and like even more the last couple of months. and that's the reason why these opportunities are coming. Like, I'm not gonna kid myself and say that I don't know where they've come from. And so within that, just imagine you are driving a car and you're putting your accelerator on. You're getting on with the speed. That's what's happened. I've put my accelerator down, I've grinded, and suddenly I'm at full speed and things are coming. Things are flying my way. Videos are doing well. What happens is, is the car is, you know, running a little bit low on gas. They need to stop. I need to go to the station and fill up on fuel. But it's almost like my foot is taped to the accelerator. I can't stop because if I stop, surely I'll slow down. That was the mindset. So I didn't even want to go to the gas station to fill up with fuel because I thought I'd slow down. And so what was happening was, I was getting overwhelmed. And so there was a few low days within this highs, like this last month of highs where I would crash. Like I went like maybe like 16 days with not a single break, like generally working every single day, like couldn't, like even at night, like going up right into like going to bed and stuff. Like I just couldn't give myself that break. And then on one day, I'd be doing a few pieces of work, everything would get to my head. I would have way too many time sensitive things and I would crash. And I would tell Alex like, oh, I need the day off, like oh, I can't do this and she would be like, yeah, of course. And I would have a meltdown and oh, I had a really, really low day. And I'm gonna share it with you because all about perspective and stuff. And I already talked about this on the event that I had, my Free Soul Anaracha event. We had 75 people in the room and I was talking to everyone and I was telling you guys, so if you've ever listened, you can hear it again. But I felt really low two days before that. I felt so low that I was sitting on my balcony trying to numb myself out from any, like from everything I was feeling. I felt like I couldn't, you know when you breathe and like if we just breathe now and you feel your ribs expand, like your chest expand, I felt like I had too many things on top of me that I couldn't even breathe bigger like I felt like I couldn't even let my chest move that I had so many things around me and so I was just breaking down I was crying on my balcony I felt so low I was messaging my therapist like I'm not doing good right now and it was like I I, I literally came to a point where I was like I just want to disappear and I hadn't had that thought in a while like that leans onto my like old suicidal thoughts when I didn't even want to be alive because there was too much stuff like I was feeling. So to dip back there was scary. I was like, why on earth have I got here? Like, this is not good, okay? And I thought, fuck, like, am I back here? Like, this is not good. And then if I just, you know, wrap it up quickly, within 24 hours, the next day, that evening, I was sat on a bench in a park, eating sushi, music playing out loud, happy as a daisy, skipping, walking around, feeling the sunset in my heart, feeling so happy and full. So if that is not perspective of how much your reality can change from one evening feeling so overwhelmed that I wanted to disappear and felt like there was no way out and thought nothing in this world could help me. There is like nothing, nothing can happen that is good to 24 hours later feeling like I've got this, I'm a main character, life is so good. And that in itself was such a big lesson. And I hold it going forward now of show, like showing myself how quickly perspective can change. When we feel like we're in such a low place, even when I feel like that now, I'm like, but you know you can change this. Like I just have this, deeper knowing. So I want you to have that too if you ever really, really feel low. And oh, like, you know what hit me the other day? Um, Sorry, this is quite deep. But I, in my hometown, there was a girl that came up to me about two years ago, maybe a year ago. And she was a follower, she was very lovely. And she was like, Oh, like, I'm a really big fan. Like, if you ever wanted to play rugby, like, with me, like, join our group. And I was like, Oh my God, yeah, that'd be so cool. And I never really got back to her. And the other day, I found out from my friend that she'd actually, um, like, passed away, but through suicide. And none of her family knew. And sorry, this is quite deep, but I feel like to raise awareness on it, just in case you're going through something, but nobody knew in her family that she wasn't okay and to think that you could be struggling so much and no one around you know like that breaks my heart and like if you are in that position please open up to somebody please like please tell one person that you are feeling critically low please reach out for support so That was just a moment in itself. And I'm just sending so much love to the beautiful soul that felt like she couldn't carry on. That was just a moment for her. But continuing on, I'm just giving you that understanding that you can, you really can shift. You can feel something different. I've been there. And so I think that's why it hurts because I know what it felt like, but like, I can't imagine what she went through or anything, but yes. Within 24 hours, I was able to, and like, obviously like different, different story now, like I'm talking about myself now, but give me a big perception shift. And what I've learned from all of this, you know, talking about feeling overwhelmed, I felt like I had the gas, like foot on the pedal, I couldn't stop. I took this weekend off and it was really fucking good. Like I, when you give yourself full permission to stop, You allow room for yourself to breathe. When you don't give yourself permission to stop, your body will start slowing down, your brain will start slowing down because it physically needs a break. But because you're not giving yourself permission to stop, you're gonna procrastinate. You're gonna line doors all day. You're like, you're gonna just, crumble in your own you're you're gonna feel mentally low but if you give yourself a break you can still lie indoors all day but you'll feel good about it you'll feel good that you're having a movie marathon and you won't feel like you're procrastinating you're like i feel like i'm allowed to do this and that's what i did this weekend i had time with my family on friday which was nice then saturday i drove um down to bristol and i went for like literally 10 hours of dancing at this like carnival festival thing went to this like d b thing at night time, like it was so good. And it was so nice, just let go. And what was really interesting was that my two hour drive to Bristol, obviously I told myself like, you are not doing any work this weekend. While I was driving, I was listening to my house music, I was feeling good. And then I was like, oh, I listened to a podcast. And I was listening to this Money Business podcast. And it was just like, wow, this is so insightful for myself that even though I'm taking a break from work, it doesn't mean that like I can't do things that I'm still passionate about. It just means that I don't have to do the physical labor work. I never have time to listen to podcasts. Like I have a podcast, I don't listen to podcasts because I don't make room for it in my day because I'm constantly creating and editing. Like I don't give myself like, oh, I'm just gonna have a leisurely like evening off or morning off where I can listen to something else. I don't give myself that time. And I do think there is a value in listening to other people's perceptions and stuff. And it was so nice having a car ride and listening to a business money podcast. And it was really good by the way. It was um, Stephen Bartlett's like, million, like millionaire expert. It was from a lady I think called Cody. So maybe search it up. And um, it was just so nice listening to it. And having thoughts of my own, but not feeling like, oh, that stresses me out that I have to do stuff. It was like, no, you're not doing anything. And then that was half the drive. And then the other half of the drive, I was listening to my house music and I was having so many like, almost like business downloads. Like I kid you not, like when I say downloads, I just mean like ideas and just like all these like strategy things and video ideas. But what was so nice was that I wasn't overwhelmed by it. Sometimes when I like, don't give myself room to think, I feel overwhelmed by my thoughts because the thoughts mean that I have to take action. But because I gave myself full permission to not take any action on the weekend, I was like, bring them in, give me the ideas. I'm driving on the motorway. I had a hundred miles down the same bloody motorway, M4. And it was just like, I was just letting them in without like stressing about it. It was just so lovely. and then. I went to the like rave thing and I switched off fully, well I say I've switched off fully, halfway through the bloody um, like music was pumping, we're all dancing, I was chatting to my friend's boyfriend and I was like talking to him about like videos and like stuff and he was questioning me. And I like, it it was just so nice to like also realise that even me turning off, there's an element that I'm so in love with my job and life that I'm going to continue to think and talk about it, but that's okay. That's okay. That's nothing to stress about. It's not like, oh, you're not turning off. No, I am because I'm not physically editing. I'm not physically creating. I'm in the moment. I'm present. But if that's what comes to my head because I'm so passionate about it, it's okay if it still comes up. So that was really nice. And that was like a little, you know, lesson in itself. And it really made me understand that how important it is to give myself time off. So even though the last three weeks, I didn't feel like I could give myself time off because I felt like, no, if I stop for one second, suddenly my videos won't do as well, or, you know, opportunities won't come to me. But now I realize, no, like, just giving yourself like two full days off, being bored is a really good thing as a human. It allows you to be creative, it allows you to do the little tasks. At the weekend i repotted my plants do you know how long my plants needed to be repotted i had a whole plant die because it didn't have enough room to grow because the roots just completely like there was just not enough room it was a big plant and it had a tiny pot but i didn't have time in my days or weeks or months to even repot the plant but because i gave myself time of like you're not allowed to do any work i was sitting there on my sofa and i was like well i ought to do that now and i ought to water my plants oh and i maybe i should open that package and maybe i should do this and oh maybe i should like organize this so it was just very nice and also on the sunday like when i was like slightly hungover i just watched movies like i watched the titanic and i was so okay with lying down the whole day and just being lazy i was always romanticizing it which was really really fun now going on to quite a big like basically at the core of all of us the reason why we have insecurities or the reason why we have coping mechanisms or the reason why like we all have this basically deeper core wound that we're not good enough like it's true and it's not true that we're not good enough but it's true that we all have had an upbringing that someone, something has made us feel not good enough. And so we carry it out. Whether or not you don't feel good enough in your body, whether or not you don't feel good enough in your work, whether or not you don't feel like a good enough friend or a good enough family member, we all have these triggers. And it makes us act in certain ways, it makes us feel certain ways, it gives us anxiety, it gives us depression. It's fucking hard and this is why I say go to therapy because in therapy you get to the core reason of who made you feel like that and what made you feel like that. You get to express emotion about it. You get to heal from it and then you get to move on like it doesn't actually have an effect on you anymore, which can I tell you is an amazing thing. Like if we even reflect on myself, there was like my younger self, there was so many things that she didn't feel good enough about her body about work, you know, giving ourselves time off. And now I'm in a position of like, I've healed a lot of those things, but there is obviously, I'm not a healed human. And there is obviously still stuff there. It's why I continue doing therapy. Like I don't think, oh yeah, I've come such an amazing way. Yes, doesn't mean I'm gonna stop. Like I think there's always so much to learn about ourselves. And I personally love it now. Like I love learning about myself because as I get it, like a better human and a better understanding of a human. Like, I don't mean that as a way like, oh, I'm a better human. I mean, I understand humans better. Life is just better. I'm more confident, uh, more opportunities come for me. I have less limiting beliefs. Like it's the reason why so many, you know, amazing things are coming to me is because I'm on somewhat element, believing that they are allowed to come to me. Within this, I had a very, um emotional night last night it was actually full moon and it was the second day of my period like things were piling up (laughs) and i was like triggered i was really triggered actually and i was sitting on my sofa and i messaged my therapist and it's always like a hit or miss whether she replies but i always just reach out to her anyways because i feel like she's the one person that could actually shift me out of somewhere and that doesn't mean that friends or family can't but in a way yes like when you do like a certain amount of like work on yourself the people that can help you become less and less in a way. Like not in a bad way, but just in a way of like understanding like what kind of help you need. Anyways, reach out, out to my therapist and she actually replied quite quickly. And I was just like, I'm triggered. I can't get off my phone. Um, I'm sat here, it's 8 p.m. I feel like I haven't done enough work. I don't feel good enough. Like I just, uh, like this was bubbling over and she was like, okay, right now, it's that big wave of I'm not good enough. And I was like, yeah, and it just gives me chills thinking about it. And she was like, can I set you a task? Can you go journal? And can you write down all the reasons why you are good enough? And I was like, fine, went upstairs and I started crying because I was like, I wrote two things and I was like, I I don't know what it means to be good enough. And that's quite fucking deep. (laughs) And I struggled at the beginning and and I voice noted her and I was like, Kara, like, I don't, think I'm allowed to like, she was like, say things that you're good at, like say things that make you feel good enough. And I was like, am I allowed to say like skills? Am I, like, I, I had this mindset in my head that, you know, if I'm good at something, then, I don't know how to explain it, but if it was taken away from me, then am I good enough? So it was almost like, even if I, i'm good at certain things i felt like i wasn't allowed to praise myself on it because i thought that means you're not good enough without it that could potentially make no sense but see anyway i can explain it anyway she was like no anna like what would you say to your younger self like just say everything she's amazing at like everything and i started writing and then i kid you not i shifted so again perspective shift or perspective of the situation. Within one hour of journaling, I went from being so triggered in my brain that I couldn't see through the window clearly. I I was dissociated, I was not in a good place. One hour later, I felt on top of the world. I felt untouchable, I felt unstoppable. I felt like the life was in my hands. And this is what I'm really learning recently, how quickly we can shift from feeling on top of the world to the absolute bottom. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a good thing that we can understand that we can get back up there and that the lows are inevitable, but we can get back up there. And that's what I'm really learning. And I'm learning that we can do it quicker and quicker. I used to think like, there's no way that like I could shift that that quickly, but within an hour I did that. And I was journaling and I was saying everything I was good at. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Like I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm proud of myself and I'm there for myself. I was saying so many good things. And it was really hard at the beginning, I won't lie to say things like, reasons why you're good enough. Um, and, And then I just started journaling about lots of things. And I was like, I believe in myself, like I can do this, everything. And then she gave me another task and she was like, can you write down things you wanna let go of on this full moon, you know, this last month, things you wanna let go of on a piece of paper and then burn it in a sink. Now I've done these tasks before where like she's told me to write a letter to certain people that have potentially done me wrong you know supplied me with some trauma (laughs) and then burn it and it's actually a really healing thing because it like it almost energetically removes them from you goes into the air and shifts it and obviously please do it carefully like don't burn your house down but i burnt it carefully in my sink it's probably better to do it outside but she did say i could do it in my sink so anyways why do i feel like a bad human for telling people to like burn something in their sink maybe don't guys don't listen to me but that's what I did (laughs) I don't want to be responsible for any fires um yeah so I wrote down everything I wanted to let go of and it was so healing and I could give you some examples because like why not but I said stuff like just tiny little things like I let it was the way that I wrote it was I did like a title of I'm letting go of the idea that Because then it allowed me to write things in the opposite way. So I said that I'm not fashionable, that I'm not athletic, that I'm not a good enough person, that I'm not allowed rest. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, I'm letting go of the idea that... I wrote about 20 different things. And it was just like little things that I'd kind of learned from this month. Like I'm allowed to take breaks and... I don't have to keep go, 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 but I'm also doing amazing and I completely believe in myself and I'm unstoppable. Do you know what I mean? But like writing it in the opposite way of like limiting beliefs. And then I burnt it in my sink and it felt really good. And then I wrote down my few manifestations of like this full moon. And I actually, it was really nice. It was a big shift. Normally, you know, when I get myself to write manifestations, it potentially would be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. it could be quite specific achievable things whereas this it was like mindsets and it was ideas in a very different way like it was it was really quite nice now i feel like we're deep enough in the podcast to talk about this topic because hopefully like i don't know nobody will hear but well not nobody will hear but like do you know what i mean if you're listening you're listening now (laughs) a few episodes ago maybe it was even the last episode I talked about gym boy. Now, I'm gonna say something firstly, a few of you little, I'm gonna call you rats, commented it on my TikTok post. Now, I just wanna make it clear guys, podcast is for the podcasting people, okay? You guys, some of you commented on my TikTok saying, is that gym Crash? is that gym boy from the podcast? No, 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 right? I'm giving you a little slap on the bum. Don't do that again, little children. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I still love you guys. I don't hate you, don't worry. But like TikTok is a different place and we talk about things on the podcast, but the podcast, Okay, so let's not bring that onto TikTok. Anyways, I have fucking updates about the gym boys. So if you've never, if you're new here, basically I had a little gym crush and the last thing I said on my podcast, like the only thing I said was, I chatted to him at the gym, he asked for my number and I was very excited to see him and whatever. Oh my God, was there a 360? And potentially he could be listening right now. If it is kind of awkward, I won't lie. Nah, it's not like I'm allowed to show what I wanna share. Anyways, long story short, things went, and the reason why I'm sharing this because I think there's things for you guys to learn. Things went very intense, very quickly. We went on a date and within that week, we saw each other a lot, like, a lot. Like, it was crazy. Bearing in mind, I went into it saying to myself, when I went into the date, I was like, Anna, just to be honest with yourself, like, you're not looking for a boyfriend, just go meet the guy, like, you know, something exciting for summer, I don't know. Obviously if it goes somewhere, but like, really wasn't where my head was at. Very quickly, like, I think when someone else has that deep intention of it going in a certain way, if you're not, very like grounded in what you want or very sure on what you want, you do get swayed. And I think that's what happened with me. I got a little bit swayed and I was like, oh, maybe I do want something. Maybe, do you know what I mean? And yeah, basically spent a lot of time within the week. Then I had to go away for a week. I went to Manchester and Birmingham and obviously there was like some conversations like, oh, like you're going away for a week. Oh no. And I was like, yeah, oh no went away for the week. It was the best thing I could have had because it gave me room to think. And I realized like, oh my God, I don't want it. Like, I don't want it. And I realized like how busy I was and how much time I took off the week before spending. Like I generally took off so much time off work when I was seeing him because I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like I was becoming like an airy fairy person of like forgetting that I had work. Like, oh yeah, I'll just spend my whole evening with you. No. No, I didn't want that, but I didn't know I didn't want it. And it took me to step away from the situation to understand that's not what I wanted. And I was actually generally so busy that I was actually only able to text him at 9 p.m. every night, which obviously when you were quite intense for the first week, right, we were quite intense, that like texting once a day at 9 p.m., for me it was fine, but like overall, I don't think it was appreciated (laughs) on the other end. And I could slowly, like get the hints that it wasn't appreciated. And I think that in itself triggered me in a way of like, I started pushing away even more. Like I didn't like, it was almost like a test. I wanted to see how he would not see, but like, my life is busy and the way that I'm going into things, it's only gonna get busier. And I wanted to see if anything, if I'm gonna invite a guy into my life, is he okay if I get really busy and don't have time to text him? And in a way it wasn't okay for him. And like, I could feel the energy from him. Like energetically, I could feel that he was mad at me. You know when you could just tell that the way that they're texting you is in a specific way and like, they've got something to get, I don't know. Like I could feel it. I'm, I'm quite energetically sensitive and I could just pick it up. And so it made me like a bit more avoidant. I was like, ugh, I don't wanna text you if you're gonna get mad for me not texting you. You're like, I'd rather someone just be like, okay with it. And I get not everyone is, but then you're clearly like not right person at the moment. And then I really realized the last couple of days of me being away that like, it's not what I wanted. And I thought, you know what? I owe it to him to tell him that my intentions have changed because the way that we left off, basically, he was, it was very fair enough, but literally within the week of us seeing each other, he asked me like, what are your intentions? Which is actually quite a grown up thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. Like it's better to ask than go ahead for weeks. And then, you know, one person could want one thing and another person could want another thing. And I said to him, I won't lie before I met you. Like I literally didn't want a boyfriend, but obviously like we're getting along and if it continues going well, then I don't see why it couldn't go like that. Then obviously, and he was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's mine. Like I, I do kind of want something. And he was basically saying like, he like he really liked me and whatnot, whatever. And then obviously in the week gap, my intentions had to change. And I thought I owe it to myself and him to be honest and not just like ghost him and not just cut it off. And so I called him on my way back from this trip. And I was like, oh, by the way, like I, um, I just wanna be really honest with you and say like, this week has really made me realize that work is my priority. And I actually don't think I have time for like a relationship at the moment. And I don't think it's what I want. And I was so honest and he did not take it well, which, you know, fair enough, we all have like our different triggers. I I basically said to him, I just wanted to slow things down. That's what I said. Within his reaction of me asking to slow things down, it went from me wanting things to slow down to me not wanting to talk to him, like to me generally not wanting to like see him again because his kind of reactions, there was a lot of red flags for me personally. Like the way that he was kind of like, I, I put in a work boundary. I said like, this is how I feel. And he was trying to like be defensive over the fact that I suddenly had work boundaries. He was saying like, oh, I was not really fair because last week you said this and this week you said this. And I was fucking straight up on the phone. I was like, you do realize, even if last week I straight away wanted a boyfriend and like, it was it was already what I was thinking. Even though last week I told him like, oh, by the way, I'm like, the way that it started off was I'm not sure, but maybe if it went along that I do, I said, even if I had promised you and said that I wanted things with you, and like, that was my whole intention that I wanted a boyfriend, I'm allowed my mindset to change in a week. Like I'm entitled to change. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't owe anything to you. I'm allowed to change as a human. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I fair enough, it stings a bit. Like, of course it would sting if you fell for someone really quite hard. And then suddenly they say, oh, I don't want to be with you, but like, I'm allowed to do that. So don't you dare say I'm not allowed to. And then guys, this, is the, this was the turning point of, I was happy to be casual with him to, I don't want to ever like, like be like that with you ever again. <laughs> when I said work is my priority, this is what he said. <laughs> it actually makes me laugh. Oh, he went, don't take this in the wrong way. I'm just gonna say this, but like, honestly, like don't get mad at me for it, but you say work is your priority, but I swear all you do is record a podcast once a week and post a few online videos. <laughs> and I can only laugh. And I kid you not, on the call, like bearing in mind this Uber driver is listening to everything. I was like, I, I laughed first, and, but like firstly, and then I just cut him off and I was like, you have the audacity to say that to me. Like I was so straight up with him and I gave him fucking sass back, but also like not sass in a way that I was like offended and believed what he said. Like I think previous versions of myself would get offended by what he said. Do you know what I mean? Like saying that like, oh, I don't work hard and like, whatever, but because I'm so grounded in myself and how I work and I know myself of how much grind fucking hours I put in, his comment didn't affect me like that. What it affected me, what, what, the way that like I was trying to, you know, reply to him was like, you clearly don't fucking know me. Like it almost offended me in the way of like, who have you got to know this last week? Because work is my fucking life. And what I said, and I I understood it to a point because I realized that the week that I had been with him because I had taken off so much work, that was all he could understood. So to an extent, fair enough. Like that's all you understood, but also like you clearly don't know me. So also if you ever had any and i said to him like if you had any kind of queries to like like what does your work include and like what is your normal working week like Fucking ask me don't make assumptions and i said to him (laughs) these are my exact words i was like i won't lie that one week (laughs) that i had with you was probably the least I've worked in this whole year. So thank you for reminding that I slacked this week and that I should get back onto my grind. (laughs) Like I was just like, not today. And from when he said that on the call, I generally could not even give my like attention to him. Like I was just so in la la land of like, who am I talking to right now? Like I'm just seeing red flags over red flags. And so, yeah, it, it ended quite like, it took a fucking like 180, I'd say on this one, like I did go the other way around. And it was just so funny how efficient I was with it. I think when you when you grow as a person, you, 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 you're more efficient with things, I think. Like I recognize things quickly, but it was also so funny that I was actually giving myself a little bit of stick for not noticing things quicker. Like there were a few red flags when I was, like with him in the week, but I just ignored them or like, I just didn't think they're a big deal. But actually at one point I did bring it up to him and we actually like, not an argument, but we actually had a very heated discussion five days into meeting each other. And he was, yeah, I I won't give him too much. I'll respect his privacy on one part, but like, I we kind of like talked through things, but now realizing like, what i brought up was actually very much right but he just kind of like talked me out of it and i just got the wrong end of it whatever not wrong end of it like i don't know how to explain it but the way that we kind of resolved it was actually just like i think on some element hiding actual things that was going on um and not actually the truth of the situation and so there was a little bit of like annoyance on my end like the last couple of weeks like anna why did you even like let yourself but I, the fact that I noticed it within a week, I'll give myself it, Anna, like, come on. You, you, like, you did pretty good to be in and out of something within like two weeks, like, that was pretty good. And then I literally asked, like, he had a few of my things. So I was like, oh, can you like return them? Like, came to my house and like, had a few heated conversations and bless him, like, he was just like, I don't understand how it went from really intense to not. And I was like, I won't lie, like, my perception my perception of things had changed And also just seeing the way that you reacted over a few things like it just made me like not even want to engage with you. And then basically like his gym times changed. Like I'm normally the early one and then he would normally go at 11. And before us meeting, I never knew that he went at a specific time because he used to be my gym crush. I probably would have tried to see him more. But obviously since knowing what time he went, I I, I didn't personally want to bump into him that much but also not affected If I saw him, do you know what I mean? Like, but anyways, recently he's been going to the gym earlier, and like I've seen his car, I've like we would cross each other at points, like, and I was just a bit like, oh, what not? And then today, just before this podcast episode, we were in the gym at the exact same time the whole time. Like it was literally to the right of me the whole time. And I kid you not, I'm so sensitive energetically. I could feel his anger. We bearing in mind we haven't talked after this whole situation, like a few weeks. I could feel his anger like stabbing me in the fucking back as like I I did not even look at him once, but the fact that energetically I was getting affected like in that way, like it was crazy. Anyway, so I went by this whole fucking workout, trying to regulate myself for this podcast. And then as I was leaving, I was like, oh my God, like there is still something like, not getting to me, but like, The gym is my safe space. And the fact that I'm feeling this when I'm trying to work out, like he's coming earlier, he's coming at 9am when that's my fucking time. Like, oh, anyways, luck of the draw, not luck of the draw, but he basically parked right in front of me. Like he pretty much blocked me in. And I didn't realize that he actually sent me a text at the beginning saying, oh, by the way, I blocked you in, but like, I think you have enough space to come out, which I did. And I was like, wait, this is my chance. I'm gonna be a fucking adult. And I texted him bearing in mind, I did not, Lock eyes with him. I didn't even look at him once in the workout. And I said to him, like, "Um, also, I really hope he doesn't fucking listen. Like, anyway, it's not even my place to, whatever, not my shit. And um, I texted him, like, oh, can you just, like, I was like, oh, you free for a second? He was like, yeah. Came out and I was like, you're all right. And he was like, yeah. Like, obviously, like, things are a bit salty, but I was like, absolutely fine. And I was basically saying, like, can we just clear the air? Like, because gym is our space. And also I just feel like energetically, like I literally said that to him, I was like, energetically, I just feel like there's something going on. And like, and he was like, well, obviously it's still quite fresh for me and like, whatever. And like, things were quite intense, then it's just gone to this. So obviously like, it's gonna take me a bit longer. I was like, yeah, that's fine. But like, I can just feel your vibe in the gym. He was like, well, I'm focusing on myself and you should too. And I was like, no, 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 don't put this on me. I'm very much focused on my own gym session. And like, I'm just asking if we could, and he was like, so what do you want from me? Like, and he was like, do you want me to smile at you or something? And I was like, no, no, no. I just want us to communicate right now as adults. Like I was really trying to like, just keep us fucking grounded. And I was like, I'm just trying to communicate right now. Can we clear the air? I don't care if we don't interact with each other for another second of our lives going forward, but can we clear the air right now while we're together? Do you know what I mean? Like, let's not be children about this. Let's not give eyes to each other at the gym or energetically be weird. Like." Can we just talk about it right now? And he was like, well, yeah, obviously it's still fresh, but whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. But also, and I and I did actually say to him, I was like, I won't lie, but like your gym times have changed too. And I'm not to say that I own a certain time of the gym, but coming from someone who potentially doesn't want to like cross eyes with me at all. And because basically what happened was, is that he looked straight through my soul when we walked past each other. And I just thought, fair enough. You don't want to interact with me, but like, don't like, I don't think we need to go to that level of rudeness to like, to, to like I could feel this energetical anger. I basically just asked if we could like move faster. And I think when I said you have kind of moved your gym times, he didn't really reply, but he recognized that like I was kind of onto something. Like you're saying you don't want to interact with me, but you are starting to come to my gym times. Like You're not normally an early morning riser. Anyways, and I, and I did say to him like, and I don't mean to attack you in that way. Like fair enough, if your lifestyle has changed within two weeks, like, you know what I mean? Don't mind me. And then he was like yeah yeah, okay i get it like you know we're all cool like whatnot and then i was like okay cool and then he just literally stood up and walked away and for me personally i found that really helpful like i think i don't know how many more times i could have gone to the gym seen his car like i felt like in somewhat way he was trying to like match up our gym times i don't know but i feel like on my level it was an adult thing to just talk about it and be like pull him out the gym and be like. Are we all cool? Cool. I get we don't need to interact with each other, but and I get you're gonna process things at a different time, but but can we just be okay with each other on like an adult level? And I feel like it was new to him. Like I generally don't think he's been put in that situation before. And bearing in mind, guys, he is a lot older than me. He looks 24, but he is older than 24. Let me just say that. And um, yeah, so I so for me personally, that cleared a lot for me. So that's a very good sign for me. And hopefully, like potentially it's helped and cleared things as well because I don't also want him to think that I hate him either or that I think whatever of him like I'm fine with things so yeah just thought I'd update you on the gossip there I know that took a little bit longer but that was a whole a whole thing in itself I feel like I can breathe a bit more and it's also just reminded me how that I don't want a boyfriend right now and I think it's also gonna help me going forward into summer because I think sometimes when we have a slight intention of looking for something, that's where our energy goes. But being reminded that I don't want to explain my time schedule to anyone. I don't wanna tell, I don't wanna to explain to someone why I don't, can't text for hours or what my work schedule's like or why I have to do what I have to do. I can't even explain to my mum why I can't reply for hours like, or days. Like I'm, I'm genuinely doing my life at its best and that's what I can do. And um, obviously if I meet someone or like that is on the same level and understands. And I think in a way, like I have friends within the industry that like we get on and we understand each other at that level. Like even just like opening up like about me and James, we understand each other like no one else because there aren't like, and not in like a rude way at all, but like when you're in a certain industry doing a certain job that not loads and loads of other people are doing, not many people fully, 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 fully understand you. You probably guys understand me a lot because I open up about things, but for people that don't open up, like, yeah. Anyways, me and James connect quite a lot because we understand everything. We're the same age. We are the boy girl version of each other. We're in the same industry and we understand what it's like to like, not feel good enough with our videos, but we also understand why we love the grind, why we would work on a video for hours, why we do everything we do, why we have a burning fire. And I feel like that's why we get along very well. And yeah, so that's like also another thing to know that sometimes you don't need to have a romantic connection with someone in order to connect with people. Like you can have that friendship connection. So that's like a nice little wraparound in itself. Now, The last thing that I wanna talk about is, I know this is a bit of a longer episode, but I just wanna get everything out. And it's talking about me and my mum. Now, I don't know whether my mum is gonna listen to this. I, at the moment, I think what's an interesting thing is that my podcast is my place for self-expression. It is my place to express everything I want. And sometimes when you feel that you are potentially judged by your mother or people not saying that she physically is, but when you feel that to not be able to fully express yourself on a podcast is potentially hard. And so I don't know whether I'm going to ask her not to listen to some of my episodes and not because I'm going to talk anything bad about her, but just because I want to express myself without judgment. Do you know what I mean? And I think sometimes there are two sides to the story, but my side of the story is very, very real and very real for me. And just because she might not understand it, doesn't mean that I can't talk about it. So take a deep breath, woo. Basically like what I wanna talk about is sometimes not feeling good enough and it being related to my mum and maybe her not realising that when she tells me like what to do. Like, and it and on her perception, she might be like, oh, I like Anna thinks she's right with everything. And Anna thinks that like, she, she can't let anyone help her. She has to do everything by herself. But on my end, it's like, I'm really trying to be an independent adult. I'm really trying to do things. And so when I'm being told 10,000 things that I'm not doing right, it really doesn't make me feel good. And so that's my perception of the story. And that's what's happened a little bit recently is that when we've met in person, like she came around the other day and this is obviously my perception of it. I was almost being like, I have my ways, like this is my home and I run my life a certain way. And there was an, it was two parts of it. That one part of it was that she was trying to do things in my house a way that I didn't want things to be done and that's fair enough this is my home I want things to be done a certain way do you know what I mean and it could be done from like little little things even the way that like I clean up or the way that I water my plants or the way that I do little things and like whether she was trying to get involved and I was just like no it's okay like I like to do my things a certain way then also the other element of her giving her like end of the fork and being like, but you should do it this way. Have you done this? Have you done that? Why are you doing it like this? You should do it like this. And I think what she hasn't realized and like, I was basically being quite snappy with her because I couldn't take it anymore. I can't like, I don't like, I don't care whether it's selfish, but I don't want to be told what to do. I am trying my absolute hardest mum, whether she's listening or not, I'm trying my absolute hardest to be an adult and I'm sorry if it's not perfect but I'm also not sorry and I don't want to be perfect and I think we should all aim to be not perfect because none of us are and if I'm not a perfect adult amazing I'm proud of it if I can't water my plants at the right time amazing I'm proud of it if I can't do a certain bill at at a certain time or if I can't Just do something in my house or life or adult life perfectly. Good. I'm not trying to be perfect. And I know it's a very high chance that a lot of the comments she was saying was an unconscious thing. She was not saying it to me in a way of trying to attack me and trying to give myself an understanding that I'm not a perfect adult. But I was taking it that way and I have full rights to take it that way because it was adding, it was It was, It was. the only thing I could take it in that way. I, I don't need to be told what to do and I'm allowed to have that boundary. I don't, you know, I'm allowed to not, I'm allowed to not being told what to do anymore. I think that's the element of growing up, right? We don't grow up to just be adult, ver- like older versions of ourselves but still be told what to do by our parents. Like we're supposed to be independent. We're supposed to be doing things differently. And, I, and it doesn't mean that I don't want a relationship with my mom, obviously. And all I want is that when we hang out, just love me in different ways. Because if your previous way of loving me was to tell me things to do, question me, like if I tell you something good that's happened in my life and then you ask me like three questions of what about this and what about that and have you asked this person, I don't want to hear about it, I'll be honest. I'm already overwhelmed with all the things I need to do. I don't wanna hear about it. And I know that it may be an unconscious thing for you to say and ask, but there's an element of, can you relearn that for me? Can you love me in different ways? Can, you, can, we, can we be so present in the moment that we're not trying to look for a fault, that we're not trying to fix something, that we're just laughing, having fun both bouncing off each other, both being playful, maybe not even talking at all, maybe just resting and watching a movie, but I think she picked up on it too. And I felt think, and I think she felt attacked that I was attacking her, but I just couldn't handle it anymore. I didn't want 10,000 things of, and even if it wasn't 10,000 things, maybe it was only 10 things that she said, but I just, I couldn't have that in my home anymore. I worked so hard and like, This is me being really, really fucking deep and honest. I work so hard to be independent because I think there is an element of me wanting to be so independent because I don't want to be told what to do. I want to get away from my household and not in a way of it being an unhealthy household. And I'm fucking privileged to have the house and the, you know, a lot of people have it way, way, way worse. But I can't say that there's a deep part, like a deeper part of me that works so hard so that I'm not financially dependent on anyone. Like that is why, like I, I kid you not, it's one of my deepest things. I work so hard so that like no one can tell me what to do. And so maybe that's why it's affected me because I've worked so hard to own my own place. Like I, I, I rent my own place, I pay everything off. I don't ask anything from my family and then inviting, you know, family around and then being told all these things. It's like, whoa, oh, you crossed a line that I don't wanna be crossed. And maybe that's also why I don't visit home very often because I know when I go home, I have to step down to their rules, which is fair enough. Maybe that's the way of life. Whoever's house you enter, you follow their shit. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't expect to go home and then suddenly like bring up havoc and be like, no, don't tell me like where to put my shoes and don't tell me that I have to do this. Like I'll be an adult, I'll come, I'll abide by your rules, fair enough. But maybe that's why I don't stay over very often. Maybe that's why I don't come over very often. And maybe that's why I prefer you to come over here or whatnot, because then it's like, right, we go by my rules. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think my rules are anything crazy. I just don't wanna be picked at. Whew, I had to let that off my chest because it was something that's going on. And I think in some way, my mom thinks I'm not doing well at the moment because she saw me very snappy. And also at the end of the, basically when she left my house, her and my sister came around for an evening and they left in the evening very late because we watched a movie. And I, what happened was, was, because she was talking to me in a certain way, throughout the evening, I was being triggered into a younger version of myself. The way that she was talking to me was the way that she used to talk to me as a child, so it made me feel like a child. I went from being an independent adult, living in my own house, doing the Anna way, in a whole evening, turn around, feeling like a child with my mum. right? That's the dynamic that it put us in. Then what happened was, is as she left, I was ready to go to bed, And she kind of went at me one more time to like water my plants, otherwise she was like, if you don't water your plants, they're gonna die. Maybe she didn't say it that like intensely, but she was like, Anna, I just need to tell you that if you don't water your plants, they will die tonight. And clearly fucking not, they're not gonna die. Sorry, mum, but they're not, like they're not. These plants have gone two weeks without watering. One day is gonna be fine. And so it just tipped me over the fucking edge. And so I just like, I, like I just was like, "Mom, like, like fine, like I can do my own, like whatever." And I was just like, kind of attacking her. And then I had so much anger that I got my watering can, like, bloody watered my plants right in front of her. And what happened was, is because we repotted them, they overfilled, and soily water mud spilled everywhere. And then I, I was so angry. I was like in my head, I was like, look what you've made me do. Like, you told me to water my plants, I've watered them and you've caused me a spillage. I wanna go to bed and I have to clean up this stuff. And and then what happened was, is I was like, it was a bit of like, not a rude ending, but it was like, bye, yeah, like, I was like, bye, love you. And it, it was our bloody birthday. Like, do you know what I mean? Not the best ending. Went downstairs, went to the car. And as soon as they left the house, I was streaming with tears. I felt like a six year old self. I kid you not, I was like, having a breakdown, this was a very old version of myself. And like, all I wanted was my mom to come back and I wanted us to make up. I did not want her to leave in this energy. And so I texted her, hello. But for some weird, like universal reason, she actually ended, up without seeing my text, she ended up coming back to my car because she forgot to give me something. And as she walked into my house, I like kind of scared her because she didn't expect me to be at the bottom of my stairs. And I was crying, I was breaking open. I was like, mom, like, and I was just crying. And she was like, oh my God, like what's happened here? Like, do you know what I mean? Like she's seen the snappy girl to this crying girl. And it was a very, very younger part of me. And I was just crying loads. And she just obviously hugged me. And I realized like an old defense mechanism kicked in that I have not realized since childhood. Like I have not experienced this since childhood. And as she was hugging me, she started like, questioning me a little bit like, oh, what about this and what about that? And I didn't want that. I wanted silence and I wanted hug and hugs and I wanted love. And she started asking me about a few things. And she also said like kind of under her breath, a little bit like, oh God, yeah, there's still a lot of stuff to be healed. And I think in a way that was a bit patronizing to me because it was like, no, just cause I'm having a breakdown, doesn't mean that like, you can say to me that like, oh yeah, I'm still a child, like, and that I have still got a lot of stuff that I haven't worked through, which fair enough, I've still obviously got my stuff, but like, I'm not suddenly back at square one, like I didn't really like that comment. And so I suddenly pushed her off and I said, I'm fine. And I realized, I say that to some of my closest people in my life, when I get really triggered, I'll say I'm fine, I'll push them off. (laughs) Uh, I know I've made a TikTok about this actually. And, And then they almost like don't know how to interact with me. But I had no idea that the root root kind of, area that it came from was me and my mum like I did not have the memory from when I was a childhood that that was something from me and my mum because we hadn't done this in bloody like 10 years so I pushed her off and I was like I'm fine and and then she literally headed straight for the door and I went mum I'm obviously not fine I'm crying and she goes well, well what do you want like you just pushed me off and I was like I and then I was like well I obviously want a hug so she was like Oh, like it. I don't think it generally crossed her mind. You know what I mean? Like, in my personal opinion, if someone says they're fine and they're still crying, like I would still hug them. And so she came back to me, and she hugged me, and she hugged me, and it was like healing in a way. And I was like, <sighs> like, yeah, that's what I needed. And I generally felt like we, I left, like we left in a better space. She hugged, she said goodnight. night. She goes like, I'm, I'm sorry. I was like, no, it's fine. Like, I think I just needed to cry. She left, and it made me understand a lot of things about myself, but i think that she then had a perception leaving on from that and this whole week that i'm not doing okay anymore but really no i just worked through it very quickly i was triggered into a child space of mine she then attacked me one time in the night and then it caused me to cry like a six-year-old and then she hugged me like my six-year-old self needed and it healed a part of me and i was able to move on from my week but because i also stepped back a bit because i don't like the way that like some of our interactions were, she still thinks that something's like, that she, she basically, I think, thinks that there's a lot going on right now, that I'm really, really overwhelmed, that I'm not doing good, that I'm snappy, that I want space, that I'm avoiding my sister. Like she's thinking all of these things. And it's a bit like, no, mum, like I'm actually okay. I just didn't actually, like, I think there's actually more of your stuff going on. Like I went, I. I, kind of went through my stuff i think it's your time to like go through your stuff like i don't even know but yeah so i really wanted to open up about that and i was a bit nervous opening up because again this is my place to express myself but when my mom listens to my podcast it'd be pretty hard now i actually don't mind her listening to that i don't know i'll see where it goes but yeah like i wanted to just explain that situation just in case any of you resonated at all um i know previously when i've opened up with my mum, you guys have said that it really helped so if you maybe like found any particular points of this podcast really, really useful, I would love if you gave me a DM. My podcast Instagram is literally called Inside Anna's Mind. We have changed it. We finally got the handle. It was Inside Anna's Mind podcast, but I think it's so much more exciting that it's just called Inside Anna's Mind, I find personally. So now we've got that. And it's basically just a safe space where you can just DM me. Even if I don't reply, you guys can just still let me know. Like I do read a lot of stuff. And I would love to know like what parts you resonated with, because what it does is it almost gives me confidence that that element of my story helped. And so it helps me to share more of that going on into the future, if that makes sense. So whether that was me talking about boy situation with the gym boy, maybe that was me talking about my lows or not feeling good enough or me and my mum. let me know what resonated with you. And I'd absolutely love it. I know this week was a little bit longer of a podcast, but I think it's the end of the world as I did miss a few episodes and so maybe this will fill your cup, not your cup. Maybe this will give a bit more of what was missed. Also to let you know that I'm kind of back on my YouTube phase. So if you're ever needing a little bit more of my voice, a little bit more of comfort, a little bit more of, you know, you know when you just need that like anxiety YouTube. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, very much same vibes um chilled out just sharing little things it's just Anaracha. and yeah I'm just sending so much so much love I hope you have an amazing week and I will catch up with you guys next Tuesday okie dokie bye